Welcome to the Student Sessions, the unedited podcast for students and graduates that tells it like it is and addresses the issues that are important to you today and every day. Brought to you by Greher Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Hi, and welcome to the Student Sessions with me, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Joshua and Amy from Bath Spa University. Joshua is going into the third year of his music degree at Bath Spa. He is originally from Southwest London and has a keen interest in literature, photography, music and history. After graduation, Joshua hopes to pursue a career composing music for media production. He is currently working on the music for a documentary showing the good work of a Bath-based charity teaching women in the Mumbai sex industry how to become hairdressers. Amy is a psychology student at Bath Spa University about to start her final year of study. She's the first in her family to go to university, which she initially found very daunting, but she embraced it and has enjoyed the opportunity and experiences this has led to. Alongside her degree, Amy works as a part-time supervisor in a contact centre, where she has had to use many of the skills she has developed during her time at university. Amy plans to do a master's in human resource management after her undergraduate degree. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Amy. Hey there. Hi. Welcome to the student sessions. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's great to be here. Let's start by hearing a little bit about you both and your journey to university. Uh, so I'm a psychology student. I'm currently going into my third year at Bath Spa University. Um, I am from Somerset, so that's where Bath Spa is. So I'm nice and close to home, but enough distance between me and uni to have my independence. I uh, lived in halls in my first year and I now live in city centre with a friend from home. But I do commute every weekend to work in my hometown. And I am a first generation university student, so I do, I was a bit scared to kind of go to university in the first place, but I'm really lucky that I had an amazing support group to help me through it. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I've lived all my life in southwest London, uh, so coming over to Bath was, it was a bit further away, but it's manageable. I, I played, I've played piano all my life, uh, hence why I am a music student going into my third year of music. I'm not, I'm not a first generation university student, my mum uh, studied English, my dad studied history. Uh, although I didn't actually want to go to uni until I was sort of in my second year of college where I decided actually I wanted to carry on my musical education. So yeah, so I, I decided, you know, Bath, I, I like Bath Spa Uni, I've uh, got a great music department and it's a really nice place to live. So yeah, that's why I'm here. Great, okay. Um, and you've both, as I said in the introduction, you've both done some really great things already as part of your university experience. And one of the things that you've been involved in, which is today's theme, is experiential learning, which is quite a hot topic right now. So before we get going, and so that we're all on the same page, Joshua, would you mind just defining for us what we mean by experiential learning? Yeah, so experiential learning is basically the process of learning through experience, or I suppose having the experience and then learning through the reflection on what you have done. Right. So it's the process of learning through experience. And then the, I guess, an important part of it is the reflection. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Okay. So um, you were both involved in a pilot project that was run by Baspa University, which was um, an experiential employability learning project. So tell us more about that. 
So we did work on two projects simultaneously. So the first one itself was the experiential learning office because it's really new and it's we're the first group that's ever run through it. So we had to come up with things like the mission, the values, the vision, everything like that. And we had to make connections with external companies. Um, the second project was for a charity and we were hoping to that would run live. But obviously due to the situation, we weren't able to run it live, but it is hoping to run live in September. So we uh, planned a bunch of materials, which we hope will be posted on social media in September and we're really excited to see them. There, are, there were four of us that worked on the project. Um, we all come from different backgrounds and different kind of uh, studies within the university. Okay, and how long did the projects last for, Amy? Um, it was about a month and a half. So we kind of swapped roles every week. We all took different leadership roles, different working on different projects every week. So we all got to work with each other as well, which was brilliant. Okay, so you both worked together, both of you? Yeah. At, at points, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, right. So the project was done via remote working and it was so it was completely digital so how did you adapt to this new style of learning going from kind of face-to-face -face interaction to kind of then not seeing anybody it was it was interesting to start off with so obviously because everything happened so quickly with the lockdown things changed very quickly it was originally going to be a face-to-face -face, uh, internship but it was actually a remarkably easy uh, transition that I, I found because um Although you had sort of the teething problems of uh, working out how to use Zoom meetings or online project management uh, things, it was it was a good transition. I think um, we we managed to uh, you know get to know each other to a certain extent, um, and the, our our coordinator Louise was very on it with uh, a project management website called Sana, which we used to um, delegate tasks and communicate what we wanted to do for the uh, coming week. Okay. Was it what you expected, Amy? Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. I think because our project office is so new, I had, there wasn't really the kind of the values and the mission and things like that wasn't set up prior to us starting. So it was a kind of, kind of a very up in the air, not knowing what was going to happen. So it was interesting, but it wasn't what I expected, but it was still an enjoyable and useful experience, definitely. So just so that, uh, just to get some clarity for kind of our listeners. So the, pro the two projects that you both worked on, who found those projects for you and where did they come from? So the, uh, the project office itself was founded by a member of staff within the university. She'd been looking at other universities who run similar project offices and kind of the values and how beneficial they are to students. The other one came from a alumni of the university who runs her own charity and she needed a bit of help with a, a project that she's running. So we therefore kind of helped out with that and that was found out again by the university. Right, okay, brilliant. So working within a group can often bring its challenges. And I think, you know, when speaking to universities, students, one of the main things that they say that they find difficult is actually working in a group because of all the different personalities and kind of, you know, it's just something new. So what were some of the challenges that your group faced and how did you overcome them? Um, it was little things kind of like the internet connections at first and just kind of figuring out our, our feet kind of, because it is a new environment and nobody's ever kind of experienced something like that. But it also came with its perks as well. Uh, there was times also though that we had guest speakers and we were really lucky that through this entire experience we were able to speak to so many different people but sometimes their computers things like that weren't compatible with ours and it kind of it, there was a lot of teething issues like Josh said um, but I think that overall they they were very easy to overcome and again just small teething issues. Yeah I'd, I'd echo that as well as that I, I also found I'm, I've 
as a personally I struggle with uh, sort of online talking to people and I'm awkward and uh, it was a bit awkward for the first week but um, again it's we, we sort of worked through that as well as that also as, as a group I think a lot of us had different interests and with a project or the, the projects because with the projects we're doing are so sort of multifaceted half so for example Amy was more interested in the musica social media side of things whereas I was more interested in the project office uh, strategy part uh, side of things and um, at first that was probably a little bit difficult because we were working on projects we weren't necessarily as invested in but we worked through we we worked through that very well because we ended up actually it sort of we sort of complimented each other on uh, on the work we did and the time we put into each project and then i'll also say the group meetings like like amy said we had sort of had wi-fi issues there were multiple different links so we were trying to work out which link we were supposed to go to at what time but again just as as we we went through the internship that that just became easier right and i guess if the group project had been face to face i guess one of the challenges is often kind of trying to find a time that everyone's free to meet was it easier doing it kind of online and being able to kind of find a time where you all were free to do the work i think so because our university is kind of 30 40 minutes from the city center which is where a lot of us live so it get even getting to university science is a bit of a task on the bus you know so having not even having that commute time and just being able to kind of get up, get your cup of tea and go sit down at the table. It's a lot easier, I think, in that respect. Let's just do some reflection because I want to look back on the experience um, and just kind of reflect on personal and professional development. So Joshua, how do you feel that the experiential learning project helped you in terms of your development? Well, I've, I've never really been exposed to um, a, a business setting like uh, the office that uh, we worked for. And I suppose it, whilst it didn't, whilst I, I, I it's not, wasn't necessarily a sector I'd originally thought about in terms of a career, it definitely helped me in terms of thinking like a professional, I suppose. So it gave me ideas, for example, on how I, for projects or things to start. It also helped me understand what's necessary to, to work in an environment like that. Uh, so for me, so what part of our project office um, project was to form partnerships or think about forming partnerships with local charities talking to professionals and it sort of it helped me to I suppose communicate like a professional ask the right questions and weirdly it taught me how to properly listen I suppose as well really take on the information and and, and uh, interpret that and use it to ask them questions and uh, and apply it to our, the work we were doing ourselves. And how about you Amy how do you feel that you've developed um, I felt it was definitely things that were challenging, definitely things that we had to overcome. So I think resilience was a real big thing for me because finding your own motivation when you don't have a supervisor just there kind of talking to you to do something, it's very difficult sometimes to find your own motivation because I'm lucky enough that I have worked in the classical kind of office environment um, and I'm used to having my supervisor there telling me what to do and if I don't know what to do, I can walk over to her and kind of ask her questions. But in this instance, it's a, it was very difficult and very different um, in that sense so it wasn't so easy to kind of necessarily get in contact with people but although they were there was always someone available it didn't it sometimes didn't feel like it if that makes sense yeah okay so it's quite different then as we said earlier one of the key elements of experiential learning is reflection so what kind of things did you or have you reflected on since uh, doing the work so we were lucky enough that we did this as part of a work placement so we actually got to do a formal assessment on this so we have had a lot of time to think about this so I think again resilience is, is, is a big thing for me personally 
and it's something that I will definitely take forward. I'm doing my dissertation next year and a lot of the skills that I've learned throughout this time are going to be so helpful and even the programs such as Asana are going to be so helpful for me with doing that. I think also um, being more creative, like working as a psychology student and in a normal working environment, I don't get much opportunity to be a creative person. Um, so working on social media posts and programs such as Canva and things like that, it really helped me kind of be more creative and I've managed to apply that in things like my CV and kind of problem solving. So my CV stands out more uh, to, uh, to employers. Yeah, there's so much there that obviously you've kind of taken away. And also, I think what's really interesting is that you've both worked with students from kind of different degrees to your own. How was that kind of what what value did that bring to the project? Yeah, so I, I suppose we all brought our own style of thinking and communicating to the group. Uh, so as Amy said, being a psychology student, she was uh, very good at um, researching and, and you know, uh, getting her ideas down and she found that, as she said, she found the creative part of it to uh, be really useful. And I suppose uh, working as a music student, I've, I'm not sure how it necessarily helped my experience for the office, but it definitely meant that my, my I suppose my style of thinking meant that I could um, be creative in the strategies and things like that. But we had two other students as well. One uh, fellow, well, not music student, commercial music student, but they're quite similar. And another, I think it was journalism student. And uh, journalism student, again, was brilliant at researching and getting down her ideas and presenting her ideas. And a uh, fellow music student also enjoyed the social media creative aspect of things. So I feel, yeah, working with students from other, other subjects was beneficial for the group in terms of we all uh, were able to take on different tasks uh, and take them on in our own different way. So part of this uh, podcast series um, is about normalising failures because not everything goes right all the time. So what I just wanted to talk about is anything that you struggled with or any challenges that you had to overcome whilst you were completing the project. I think because we were switching between the two projects, sometimes it was sometimes hard to get your head out of the other project. So I very much enjoyed the charity side of things just because I've worked with charity before and I, I really enjoyed that project itself. And moving over to the experiential learning office, sometimes I, I felt like I didn't engage as much with that one and I wasn't as successful as creating content and just doing the research in general for that. So I feel like I, I felt like I didn't do as well in that project as I could have, but I, I, regardless, I'm, I'm proud of what I've done. But there are definitely days where you kind of, you look at your piece of paper and you kind of look at it and you're like, there's nothing there. What did I do for the last three hours? And it's it's realizing that that's normal i think like you said yeah i don't know if josh has got anything else to add to that yeah i'd, I'd echo exactly what you said when it so when it again actually when, I, when it came to the social media and the charities other things i was less engaged than i was with the uh, project office and um i suppose it for me i'm very motivated motivated by what i find more interesting uh and i suppose that's that's been something that's been with me most of my life really so subjects that i find less interesting i do less well and i'm sure it's that's normal but it, it helped me i suppose to have to break through that barrier and um re-engage with everything but I'd also in terms of the online aspect of this of this um internship t i think time management you have to really get on top of time management if you want to uh, do a successful on online internship so when i first started with these uh, things we'd have a 9am 10am meeting i'd get up i don't know 25 minutes 30 minutes before we had the meeting and it, it i wasn't in the correct i suppose headspace to really engage with those meetings properly so as as we went through the, the experience i learned yeah, you sort of had to get up 
at least an hour before the meetings, have a shower, have a coffee, have something to do something to wake you up. I, I, I definitely struggled with getting into the getting motivation, getting into the right uh, mindset of it all. But um, but yeah, that that I, I but that is something that uh, that I worked on, and I think is important to work on. Yeah, and that's great. And I think sometimes actually, if you hadn't been forced into a situation of working from home, you would never have known that actually you work better getting up earlier and kind of having a different mindset. So actually, there's always benefits from kind of barriers and challenges anyway, which I think you've both clearly taken away with you. Some students find group work difficult. And I think when it comes to getting their point across or expressing themselves in a face to face setting, if you lack confidence, that's quite hard to do. So doing this online could create additional barriers to communication. What advice would you give to students who might be worried about this? Yeah, I think in our group, we I think we saw that, um, that some of us were very you know uh, open online in terms of communicating, more confident. Some of us were less confident, and it's it's all it's all personal, I suppose. But it's it's probably it's worth getting to know the people you're working with because obviously doing this online creates blocks. It's harder to get to know the people you're working with. So even if it's having half an hour chats with your, with your uh, co-workers before your meeting, just I remember as a group, maybe two weeks into our project, we had a, a meeting where we just talk, discussed where we all came from, uh, the subjects we did, A-levels, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I, I think that actually helped us as a group work together express how we feel about the project the work we need to do because before that it's, it's, a, it's a little bit awkward when you don't when you when you don't properly know each other and I, and, and the other the other guys in the group def, definitely came out of themselves and uh, we all came out of ourselves and and yeah so if, if you struggle with communication especially online I know I sometimes I do I, I hate picking up the phone to people uh, it's worth as if you're a leader in that group or if you're the project coordinator or something like that just setting aside that time to, to let the team members get to know each other have those conversations if it's some sort of online team building exercise or even just talking about where you come from what you do uh, I think that's that's immensely helpful. Amy anything additional to add on that? I think yeah there definitely was more of us that was vocal so I myself I work in a contact centre so for me it's really easy to talk and communicate with people because I have to do that every day and there's people I don't know and people who are really new to me but there were definitely those that were more shy and, and didn't want to talk too much. But we were really lucky that our coordinator, Louisa, she made sure that she like methodologically went through each one of us and asked us for our input. And that meant that all of us did get a chance to kind of input, even those that were more shy. And a lot of our a lot of the people who were more shy within the group were and be more accept, uh, not accepting, but more kind of courageous within the within the group setting so i think louisa really helped pull that out a lot of people as well so we were really fortunate to have her and there could be a perception that working remotely on experiential learning projects could mean less support because obviously when you're in an office environment or kind of a face-to-face -face environment you can always just say to someone can i ask you a question can i clarify something what do you think amy about this statement I think it definitely can feel like that, but I, it definitely isn't. Louisa, whenever we, she knew our hours that we were working and whenever we were working those hours, she was fully available to help us. So we were so lucky that she was just a, 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 a Zoom call away uh, right. to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was no, if we needed her, she was there. It just, the, not having someone right next to you sometimes can feel like there's a limiting barrier. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think um, obviously, having this online medium can you can sort of slip under the radar 
but it, it's, it's similar it's similar to real life i suppose if if you don't reach out if you don't message your coordinator or your lecturer or, or whoever you, you know there's there's not there might not be the support there but if you put just send an email or just a couple lines or organize a, a hangout a google hangout or something there's um you know it, it's they, often there's way more time in the day you don't have to worry about even the the, the commute to, to university or the walking to the office or them being in a meeting or something everyone's much more flexible it's if and also if, if you're not that if you're not the kind of person who enjoys talking to people online calling people it, it might be a bit harder but um even if it's just sending an email to your, to your lecturer and saying can we just have a 15 minute meeting so we can go through mm. something 95 percent of the time they're more than willing to do that so so if, if you reach out it's there i think did, do you feel that it kind of actually forces you to think more for yourself rather than just contacting somebody 100 percent, yes it does it makes you kind of problem solve and think of solutions yourself before going to someone for help because they're not directly there to help if that makes sense okay so i'm mindful that we're coming to the end of our time together before you both leave us my question is how confident do you now both feel around being able to adapt to new ways of working i'll go to amy first yeah so this project itself wasn't isn't something that i see myself doing in the future but the skills that i've learned from it are so useful for my future I can see in the future these sort of projects and digital internships and just digital working in general becoming a much more accepted thing and accepted kind of premise that people do. So I think having this kind of experience under my belt and having it on my CV is, is going to be so useful, even though the the actual project itself isn't necessarily what I see myself doing in the future. The, the skills, like I said, are invaluable. So lots of transferable stuff there. Definitely. What about you, Joshua? Yeah, I think if you'd asked me this question three months ago, I would have said um, I, I wouldn't be very good at adapting to new to new work environments because I, I often, as I said, I find myself I, 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 my motivation has a has a very strong relationship with my interest in something. But through actually doing this internship, I found that uh, it's it's really equipped me with the skills to, um, to 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 be to be adaptable to change and to to work in new ways. And if you know anyone's listening to this. Like Amy said, this wasn't uh, this wasn't an industry I was really thinking about uh, getting into charity sector work. But through just doing this this uh, like thirty five hour forty hour internship, it really helped me to realise that actually I can I can do this, and this is a viable way of learning. And if you have the opportunity to do it, I would really suggest doing it because even if it's something you're not necessarily interested in or wanting to do in the future it, it, it just is a great learning experience and showing you that you know this is actually a really good way of, um, of, of working and learning well thank you both so much for joining us on the student sessions today and for sharing your experiences with our listeners Thanks it's been great us. yeah it's been great talking to you and to our listeners bass bar university is where creative minds meet one of the uk's leading creative universities bass bar nurtures talent and innovation offering a wide range of courses across the arts sciences, education, social science and business to over 7,000 students. The university employs outstanding creative professionals who support its aim to be a leading educational institution in creativity, culture and enterprise. Based in stunning countryside just a few minutes from World Heritage City, Bass Bar University ensures its students graduate as engaged global citizens who are ready for the world of work. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and do join us again on the student sessions. 
Thanks for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing and if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session. Thank you.